0: And a very good morning on this, the 13th of May. Hey, I'm Corey Tackman, and this is the Morning Sports Desk. A lot of stuff to talk about uh, around the state last night. We're going to start with the least significant item by my estimation and move all the way to the most significant item by my estimation. The least significant is well, the Vikings released their schedule yesterday. I mean, that's exciting. It's fun to know who they're playing, when they're going to play. You know, we all know that the NFL does a really great job of building anticipation for the year. We love the Vikings. I love the Vikings. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's fun to know at least some of the highlights of the schedule. I don't necessarily care about the week to week stuff, but like When's the season going to open? September 11th at home against Green Bay. That's game one of the year. We like that. Kick the season off. Have it matter right out of the gate. I think that's pretty fun. And then an important game follows immediately. They play a Monday night football game in week two on the road at the Philadelphia Eagles. They have a second primetime game on the schedule. That is going to be a Thanksgiving night game. Vikings will host New England at U.S. Bank Stadium. Sandwich in between there, week four, the Vikings travel to London. They'll take on New Orleans at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That's kind of a, a fun little quirk. Now, I saw a, uh, a social media post last night, and I cannot remember who it's from, but they show the number of teams and the number of primetime games each team gets. The Vikings only get those two primetime games, Monday night football, Thursday night Thanksgiving. Um, That's not a lot. There were maybe only like three other teams who had um, two or fewer. The Detroit Lions, by the way, no primetime games. I suppose they get a Thanksgiving Day game, but I don't think that's considered prime time when it starts at 11. Plus, they stink and don't deserve one. (laughs) Uh, The Vikings do travel to London, as we mentioned. The thing that's weird about this, I don't like this, it's a weird quirk in the Vikings' schedule. So when you take a look and go through game by game and try to figure out what the record is, I don't like that the Vikings travel to London for week four but then play don't have their bye week until week 7 so there's going to be some really interesting quirky travel stuff that happens on either side of that Vikings game in London that I I don't like I don't like just mark it down I don't know who they play week 5 but you're going to flag that one when you're going through the schedule and you might that might just have to be an L on the on the schedule that week, if they go to London and then have to just turn around and play right away again after that crazy travel, I don't like that. They play after their bye week, week seven. Six of their next nine are at home, but they do close out the season with uh, with road games at Green Bay and Chicago to uh, to close out the season. So it's exciting. Is it significant? No, it's not really significant or important in any matter but you know right now in in Minnesota state sports there's not much going on because well we lost one more team last night. We'll get to that in in a second. Uh, do want to mention that Minnesota United got a win over Colorado in the U.S. Open Cup yesterday. Uh, that's uh, that's kind of exciting. I guess I guess what happened. You know, the game was delayed Wednesday night. They played Thursday. The only real note I have about soccer because I uh, w- am, will freely admit uh, my my soccer knowledge is pretty slim. I like watching it. But I don't know anything about anyone. So, you know, there's always that to deal with. But because the game was originally scheduled for Wednesday night and had to be made up Thursday afternoon, there were not a lot of fans there. But uh, allegedly the fans that were there were borderline, borderline belligerent in the most hilarious fashion possible. You know, like we've all heard of soccer hooligans and how wild they are. And I guess I guess these fans that were there, they'd singled out a, one player from Colorado and just made his afternoon a walking, running, soccer-living nightmare. And it would have been really fun to be a part of that, and that's why being a fan of a team is just the best because once you all collectively decide that it's game over for someone, it is the most fun ever. It's the most fun ever. So shout out those fans for being being able to uh, pull through that. Okay, uh, significant. The Twins lost two games yesterday, losing to the Astros eleven to three. as is part of the makeup from Wednesday, and then the regularly scheduled game yesterday they lost five to zero. So they got sl- uh, they got slugged over those two games. Not a good look for the Twins at all, and. And I I mention this with C J all the time. I'm going to continue to keep mentioning it with C J all the time. I really like this Twins team. I really like them. There's some pieces here that are so exciting. They're so excited. How can you not be excited about Buxton and Correa and 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 Ryan and and some of these pieces? It's Larnack. I I really like Trevor Larnack. Arise love Luisa Rice. How can you not be excited about this? But there are some there's some red flags with this Twins team right now. Um namely they're really really hurt. Like starting pitching is taking a hit. We knew starting pitching going into the season was borderline going to be a problem. It hasn't been up to this point. But they played a good team in Houston um, these last couple of games, and Houston dropped 16 on them in, in two games. They've had some other series in this early season against good teams that have taken it to the Twins. It's starting to, like, I I'm not saying it is a problem. I'm saying it's a red flag, and it could be a problem. Byron Buxton by some miracle has not been on the injured list, uh, yet this year, he has, however, missed over a third of the games played the twins are now 18 and is it seven or eight 26, 25, 26, 27 games, something like that. He's missed a third of them already over a third of the games. Um, that's a problem and it's going to be a problem we all know it is a problem with Buxton do the twins need to play him yes of course but it's not like he's shown the ability to be available all the time it's concerning Correa's due to come back next week the bruised middle finger that's going to that's that's a, you know use your hands in baseball quite a bit it'll be interesting to see how he works his way out of that if he can I will never be concerned about Carlos Correa even if he's bad all season long. I just like the guy. I think he's good. But these are all start these are all things that are starting to pile up a little bit. And I'm saying this about a team that's in first place in the division and is well above 500 and is good. They're a good team. So I say all of that to counter with they're good. And I think they're going to be fine, but you just want to keep an eye on that one over in the corner. You know what I mean? It's just an it's just the elephant in the room potentially over there in the corner that that you want to keep an eye out for. Now, Minnesota Wild lost last night five to one to St. Louis. That is a six game loss in the NHL playoffs in that series. It's a huge, huge bummer. Uh, Maybe the most fun professional winter sports season of my lifetime. The Timberwolves were fun. The Wild were fun. It was cool to have them fun together. It was also, I think, uh, especially then extra disappointing that they both kind of flamed out in the first round of the playoffs. Yet again, it's just something we've grown accustomed to as, as Minnesota sports fans. But... That is the tweak on this that I want to that I I think is worth mentioning and I think is worth pointing out in this entire process. Um I do think that Minnesota sports teams have found a way to disappoint Minnesota sports fans throughout our lifetimes. And I am not ever going to disregard missed field goals First round disappointing playoff losses, not being able to get by uh, the Yankees. All of that piles together. I understand that. I will also say this. I sometimes believe that Minnesota sports fans are the worst. (laughs) I'm including myself in this. One thing I love about Minnesota sports fans is we are very, very reasonable about our expectations of the team. But we don't ever allow ourselves in the moment to be irrational. Like, gosh darn it, we are good enough and we can win this and we're not going to lose. We're not going to let our team lose. Fans are not ultimately responsible for if our favorite teams win or lose. But imagine being in an arena, feeling things start to get haywire on the court, on the rink, on the field, wherever it is, and then you feel eighteen, thousand, twenty thousand, forty thousand, eighty thousand people all start to pucker up a little bit and and feel them go up, oh, here it is, it's happening again. I love that we're reasonable and we set level-headed expectations. But in the moment, you're not supposed to do that. I don't think. I suppose. I think you're supposed to be maniacal, irrational, and I think that applies to every facet of life. Like when has not believing in someone ever helped that person or thing out? It's never happened. Hey, college roommates, I think that girl's cute. We've been getting along. What do you think? Should I ask her out? Would you ask her out if your college roommates were like, nah, man, she's out of your league. Like if they didn't believe in you and weren't pulling for you, you know, they love you. But if in that moment of, of like when push comes to shove and they looked at you and were like, I don't think, I don't think it's going to work out for you, man. Like that's not, they're not being good friends. There's times when it's time to be a good fan, and a good fan means believing irrationally in the moment. Make your reasonable takes afterwards. But I just don't like that a lot of Minnesota Wild fans or Timberwolves fans in this particular instance this year predicted before the playoffs even started that they were going to lose the first round, and now we're mad at them for losing in the first round. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And that's it. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday with another Morning Sports Desk. Your story. It lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave, And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.